Welcome back to another edition of First Team Podcast. I am your host, John Frashante. I know it has been an extended period of time uh, since First Team Podcast. And myself have produced a consistent weekly episode of First Team Podcast. And um, I'm just here to say that we are back. That we will be uh, producing a weekly episode every single week. We will have uh, content on our website, on our blog, uh, firstteampod.net. That is firstteampod.net. And yes, it has been a very long time, but we are back and expect weekly episodes, consistent content on our website and on our audio podcast feed. So without further ado, let's introduce... Mark Washo, Managing Director of Flower City Union, and he joins the show to talk about Flower City Union going into the second year of their club operation this spring in the National Independent Soccer Association, which is NISA, and the beginning of their merger and their second club identity, which is Salt City Union. So I think that is a very interesting um, and new idea to have two clubs, one where you're playing part-time in Syracuse and one where your home base is Rochester, New York with Flower City Union. So here is uh, Mark Washoe. Mark, thanks for joining me on this week's episode. Let's just start out and talk about uh, Rochester, New York FC, because you were a member of the Rochester Rhinos, and I know they are a new club, or they rebranded, uh, but they decided to uh, sit out uh, in 2023 in MLS Next Pro. So I guess, can you touch on that briefly, um, and then also talk about what that means for uh, your operation in Rochester? at the moment with Flower City Union. Yeah, John, thank well first of all thank you for having me on as always and uh opportunity to speak about Flower City Union and and the Nisa League and uh your coverage of the Nisa League. Um but um yeah, to your point, I mean, I was a member of the Rhinos organization from pretty much 2015 to 28 end of 2018 and um when we launched Flower City Union, we we were trying to get uh, all the interested parties in the Rochester market that were involved with soccer at all levels, um, kind of under the same umbrella. Uh, and and so when we launched Flower City Union, we were we were certainly talking with um, the group that operates and was operating uh, RN what would became RNYFC. I think the challenge sometimes, though, is even though everybody is well-intended and everybody really has the same vision and wants to support uh, soccer in Rochester, a lot of times it comes down to, you know, timing and, um, you know, plans and things that uh, that really, you know, have, you know, have, have, I guess, you know, sometimes it's tough to pull it all together, I guess, is the best way to say that and, and get it in the right timing and alignment. So... So they decided to uh, kind of go on their own path. And then, you know, we were already pretty far along with our plans for Flower City Union. So uh, we, we technically launched before them. And uh, so anyway, it was, you know, obviously in a small mid-major market like Rochester, it's not always easy to operate two professional clubs uh, that, you know, I guess many could argue in two competing leagues. But, um, you know, we tried to coexist. We were mutually supportive of each other. 
And unfortunately, they decided they made the decision not to uh, continue on. We, we even had some discussions with them as they were trying to figure out plans for this year. And again, timing really became the biggest obstacle for all of us, uh, ultimately. So it's definitely unfortunate and sad when a team doesn't continue forward uh, on any level in any league. Um, but uh, that's uh, that was not a very clear way of describing everything. But um you know, it would, you know, we were, we've been, we've had conversations and, and we've been su mutually supportive and uh, it really came down to timing. So now there's an opportunity for Flower City Union uh, to be, you know, the lone professional club, uh, outdoor club here, I must say, because there is a professional indoor club here um, and, and really kind of make it our own. So, uh, so to your point, you know, while it's disappointing and I'm sure a lot of soccer fans here in Rochester are unhappy and disappointed. Uh, you know, we, we are continuing forward and we're launching into our second season playing at the downtown soccer specific stadium. Yeah. And I guess with that first question, I was not trying to, um, uh, be excited about a club, uh, going out of business or not fielding a club. Um, but I guess in short, another club always takes their place and, and, and tries to fill that gap. Uh, so with Flower City Union going into their second season in NISA, can you explain to my listeners what is in store uh, for Flower City in their second season? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think um, since we launched, uh, we our goal was to play in the city and to play at the downtown soccer specific stadium that was built for soccer. And so we're excited that we're continuing our second season in that stadium. A lot of people would argue that we're probably the best stadium in, in NISA and we're probably also a really good soccer stadium comparative to other leagues as well. I mean, there's um, 14 recently renovated suites in that stadium, you know, great video board, you know, just a great soccer atmosphere. So, and for us, uh, we wanted to have that, you know, urban experience and be a team in the city and also uh, be welcoming and all inclusive uh, to all fans, um, both, you know, in the city and then hopefully, you know, suburban uh, soccer families that, want to come out. So we're excited about uh, having our second year there. We learned a lot during the first season. We made some enhancements as the season went on and we're going to continue to make those enhancements so that soccer experience is really positive when you come downtown uh, to our stadium and to our games. We did announce a merger with the uh, Syracuse, Syracuse Pulse organization that also uh, competed in NISA last year. Uh, we did that from a business perspective, which made our front office a lot stronger uh, kind of uh, shored up our capital needs and um, enables us to kind of really extend our brands now into two markets. So we'll be playing three matches in the Syracuse market at a cool stadium in Auburn, New York, which is just a little bit outside of um, of Syracuse. And we are going to play under Salt City Union when we play in the Syracuse market. And as time progresses, we may end up playing more of a split season or we have an opportunity to maybe uh, again split the Salt City Union off as a individual standalone club in the future. But for the moment, um, you know, we're going to be expanding our brand into, into two markets here in Western New York. But being, you know, uh, obviously more matches here in Rochester. So we're and then and then uh, next Monday uh, we're going to be unveiling our women's brand. Uh, it's called Flower City um, 1872, and it pays homage to Susan B. Anthony, who is an iconic. Uh, historical figure here in Rochester. So we'll have a women's amateur club that sits underneath our professional club uh, on the men's side. And uh, we're just kind of excited about, you know, that brand as well. So really we're, um, we're just excited about turning the corner, 
launching into our second season. And I will also argue our schedule is way more favorable this year. We don't play our first home game here until um, early May, which uh, up here in Western New York, the weather could be a little rough in the spring. So um, we're excited that we're going to, you know, have a home game, uh, you know, not until May and play a couple of road games up, you know, leading into that. And not to mention we're participating in the U S open cup too. And uh, we have our first match in a couple Tuesdays from now. And as you know, Rochester is a historic city for the U S open cup because to this day, Rochester is the only market that, uh, you know, has a champion, a club, you know, non MLS club that won the U S open cup. So we're excited to represent Rochester in the open cup uh, in just a few short weeks as well. Mm -hmm. And talking about uh, salt city union, I would like to get your expectations for that new organization because when it was first announced, um, many supporters and stakeholders online were not questioning it, but it's a new uh, merger. It's a new idea for um, one club to operate two separate clubs in two different markets, but in the same region. So I guess, can you explain your expectations for the first season with Salt City Union? Because you're trying to build... Um, a separate brand in a separate community, but you're not going to be there full time. You know what I mean? So it might be yeah. a bit difficult on that side. Yeah, that, that's that's a good question, John. And I think there is some confusion around, uh, you know, the idea that we'd be representing two markets with you know, pretty much under the same union brand, but one being Salt City Union and one being Flower City Union. And I think um, it could be described uh, twofold is, is one you know, Flower City Union is very centric to Rochester. I mean, we are, the, Rochester is the Flower City. And that's uh, when our branding was unveiled and we uh, engaged with the community before we launched our club. Uh, that was the name that really just resonated. But when we were decided that we were going to also play in Syracuse, we just felt like Flower City didn't really resonate in Syracuse. And Syracuse's nickname or moniker is the Salt City. So, we decided that, you know, that if you look at our branding, it's, you know, it's very similar, um, but we want to represent Syracuse. And I think we also want to be careful that Syracuse is not like the second city to Rochester. We view it as we're a, a team that's going to represent both markets equally, thus the individual branding for Syracuse. And, uh, you know, even though we're going to just play three matches in the first year, we will, our goal would be to play more matches as we move forward in the Syracuse market. So, one of the challenges that we have is to show and demonstrate to the Syracuse community that, that it's not like the second city to us. It's an equal city to us. And we want to represent both markets equally. And therefore, uh, as we start moving forward, you know, you'll see us having more presence in the Syracuse market, uh, participating in more community events, just like we do here in Rochester, where we go out to the walks and the charity runs and, you know, try to really be a, a good, active community uh, member we're going to do the same in Syracuse. So it's really up to us and our organization to show to the Syracuse community and the Syracuse soccer fans that we represent both markets equally and that we're going to, um, uh, as we grow our brand, really, you know, grow our presence in the Syracuse community. So we really want those Syracuse fans to feel like they're part of our organization and vice versa. And, um, you know, when we would play the Syracuse Pulse last year, you know, a lot of times they were our best attended games because, we did get a lot of fans coming down the I-90 uh, to our matches and then vice versa when Flower City would play there. So uh, the two cities are really close in proximity. I mean, you can't walk around Rochester and not see a Syracuse Orangeman flag hanging on uh, a lot of businesses and in all the sports bars and on people's homes. 
And I would say pretty much, you know, most basketball fans here are Syracuse Orangemen fans. So there's already that official, you know, that kind of a, affiliation between the markets. So, um, you know, so that's, that's really how we're, our intent. And uh, I think we as an organization have to, uh, you know, earn the respect of the fans of Syracuse. And we're really excited about this venue in Auburn, New York that we found. It was built with soccer in mind, even though it is a baseball stadium, but uh, they've built, uh, you know, soccer was uh, you know, played, they play a lot of soccer matches there. So we think it's a great opportunity. And there is plans to build a soccer specific stadium in downtown Syracuse. And that is part of why we also uh, partnered with the Pulse organization, because that is part of their vision. And um, it could be as early as 24, but probably that's more of a 25, 26 uh, experience, uh, you know, opening a new stadium. So the idea is that, you know, if that stadium does open, then clearly that presents more challenges, uh, I'm sorry, more opportunities for the Syracuse uh, side of our brand as well. So I hope I described that as best I could because it I know it's it's certainly unorthodox and is not that precedented. Mm -hmm. The only precedent that I have my experiences with in uh, professional sports is with the NBA and the Washington Bullets used to play a bunch of games in Baltimore and were called the Baltimore Bullets with a you know different logo and a different set of jerseys when they would play in Baltimore. So we kind of mimicked that a little bit when we when we went into this uh, Salt City Union, mm -hmm. Flower City Union endeavor. And lastly, has there been positive support on the ground in Syracuse for this announcement? There, there has been mm -hmm. for sure. I mean, we've definitely have supporters that have, um, you know, outreached to us and have engaged with us and have shown support. We've definitely sold some season tickets and I'm sorry, season members to uh, supporters in Syracuse. I do think, though, because this is a relatively new announcement and we're just getting mobilized for the new Flower City Union uh, season. We haven't done as much as we want to yet in the market, but um, we're slowly starting to put some things on the schedule uh, and you'll see a lot more branding, uh, you know, unveiled. We'll do a lot more grassroots marketing uh, in the community and uh, even in and around that Auburn community as well. So, um, you know, we did we did play two matches in Batavia last season, uh, but we had some stadium conflicts and it's kind of a similar uh, market to the Auburn community just outside of Rochester. And you know, we were very well received by that Batavia community as well, because they do view themselves as an extension of the Rochester community, even though they are a standalone market in some ways. So, uh, you know, we have some experience, you know, uh, branding and marketing and, um, you know, extending our presence into these other markets. So I think you'll see us ramp, ramp up our presence in the Syracuse community and try to get, you know, a little more even obviously within the media uh, presence there. And so you'll, you'll see that, you know, you know, getting a little stronger from us as uh, as the months move forward, as we get closer to our season. And one final thing here, Mark, I wanted to ask you. Um, I think a couple of seasons ago, you had a we funder right fundraiser. What is the status yes. of that? Are the funds being yes. used for any of this, or you know what I mean? So, yes. Yeah. No, good question. Uh, yeah. So, so we do have uh, fan ownership. It is being offered in our organization and um, the campaign is uh, still ongoing. Uh, we're going to be making a couple of announcements around that actually in the coming days in conjunction with us announcing our women's team. And uh, there will be an opportunity for fans to be fan owners of this basically new entity, which is essentially a three soccer club entity too, with flower city union, salt city union and flower city, 1872. So uh, our goal and intent is to extend this program uh, we will, though, uh, only be offering it for a short window of time. And um, 
again, more announcements to be made next week, but uh, it is a unique concept. It's unique to soccer, I think, in America. Um, only a handful of clubs have offered true fan ownership and true equity in the club. And again, this is a this Syracuse Pulse merger has kind of forced us to restructure things a little bit, but we're really excited because we are going to, uh, the fan ownership opportunity is going to be there. And uh, really the reaction to that campaign has been very strong. And and it's interesting too, I would say 75, 80% are from the region, but 20 to 25% are from all around the country. We even have uh, people investing in us in Australia and overseas. So Japan, we have somebody from Japan. So it's really exciting to see how our, our brand kind of, you know, really has gone global in that way. And uh, our, our assumption is they're probably Rochester transplants that have, um, you know, since relocated, uh, but somehow they feel a connection to us. So yes, that campaign is continuing. Fan ownership will be offered for this uh, basically new merged entity that we have. And uh, like I said, timing's great because next week uh, we'll be making some announcements around it and uh, really continuing that campaign that we have ongoing at this time. So All you got to do is yeah. go to WeFunder, go to WeFunder.com mm -hmm. and then Flowers to the Union and, and you'll see it. Um, you'll see our campaign. So I guess what's going to happen to the investors that put their money in uh, in the earlier phases? Did they get an equity stake or if they didn't, would they just get diluted down or... Yeah, no, um, everybody will get opportunities to have equity in the um, new entity. And so those that were part of the initial Flower City Union Holdings, which is basically just the company name, uh, will get an opportunity to transfer uh, you know, their ownership from the one entity into this new entity. And again, we'll be announcing details next week. So uh, we're, you know, everybody has an equal chance to participate at pretty much the same level that they were at uh, with uh, the initial campaign. And, you know, look, if some people decide that they don't want to participate, then obviously they'll have an opportunity to, uh, re, you know, recover what they have invested. But we never, all, all of the campaign to date has just been pledges. It hasn't been actual uh, receipt of funds. So, um, you know, it's it's just a really a, a communication and an opportunity for them to participate in this new entity. And we're, we're hopeful that everybody will be equally as excited and if not, we'll attract more people to be more excited because that we're, you know, we're a stronger organization um, with more opportunities as, you know, as we move forward. So, uh, like I said, communication will be going out to everybody uh, next week and everybody has a chance to stay in, stay in the program and uh, stay a fan owner with us uh, in the new organization. So it's really just a transfer, really. It goes from kind of entity A into entity B um, is, is really what it is. You know the glory days of the rhinos playing down at frontier field and and you know that's that's all well and good and yeah it was definitely a different time in a different place and we know that that spirit is still in this market which is why we move forward and why we keep uh you know um our, our branding uh you know trying to be really strong and connected to the community and we know we can kind of rekindle that spirit again if you look at what's happening with soccer around america in cities big and small at all levels of the game uh, we know that this market can can be the same, right? And uh, so we're we're really excited, and we think we have an opportunity now, and we're really gonna um, you know do our best to put our best foot forward and put on that authentic soccer experience. And uh, we just hope people you know give us a try, right? Come to see what we got going on and come experience uh, what we have because we're we're really excited, and like I said, we're excited to continue to build on what we started last year. 
Thanks to Mark Washoe for joining me on this week's episode. I really do appreciate it. And I do wish Flower City Union and Salt City Union uh, the best of luck in their upcoming campaign in their upcoming season. You can follow us on Twitter and on Facebook at First Team Pod, but please check out our blog, which is firstteampod.net. That is firstteampod.net. And until next week, stay safe, and we will be back.